This is the ring crew, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, baby. Rabbi, for let's see. Apparently, he's going to do a new intro each week until we find one where we go. This is the one. (laughs) By the way, this is not the one. So, (laughs) thank you for the thank you for the uh, on the spot. (laughs) Okay, but as I said, we are the ring crew. We are going to break it down for you. The ways of the squared circle. Yeah, once a month we come to you to show you what you sh- what you are watching, what you should be watching, and maybe stuff that you look back on and look at it a little differently. I am Ira. With me, the ring crew, Larry Mormon. Say hi, Larry. What's going on, everybody? Hi, Larry. <laughs> Sean Radford, who finally put his hair back. Yeah, I had to get it out of my face. I want to say uh, good morning, good afternoon, happy two years from now. Whenever you're watching or, uh, you know, downloaded this show, uh, here we are. And uh, it's going to be interesting for about an hour and some change. Down in the other corner of my computer is Sherlock Sean Law. I'm sorry, I was just smoking crack and thinking about bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the type of show it is. And on the other side is... Stephen, Rabbi Pickles, Rabinowitz, we'll call them all. We can call me Angie too, but that's not, I don't think this is the appropriate podcast for that, but whatever. Uh, just the guy in the red polo shirt would be fine. For hey, us. hey, Wait. hey, listen, just because it's a different podcast doesn't mean you get a different nickname. We don't, we don't, <laughs> give, you, we don't give hand them out for each one. <laughs> there goes my royalties. <laughs> on the ring crew i want to be called angela lansbury we're either pickles or you're the rabbi or steve pick one and we'll deal with it okay now that we've got red shirts name filed out and can we please not running joke call him angela lansbury because i almost just made the end off that joke please don't i was gonna do one more joke and then end this oh okay Gentlemen, we have an appearance from Sigzilla. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's French now. <laughs> it apparently is French now. Yeah. And now for everybody who's listened to the first two minutes and went, they haven't talked one bit about wrestling yet. I don't know what's going on. We'll start right now for you, okay? Yeah, let's do it. Topic, the WWE Hell in a Cell coming at you next Sunday which uh, would be June 20th from, again, the Thunderdome. Is this, be, is this the last one in the Thunderdome before they go travel again? It's the last uh, one in so, the yeah. Thunderdome, yes. Okay. So they're going to kick it off with Hell in a Cell. Not a lot of matches have been announced yet, but the ones they have are high caliber. So we're going to start off with the top of the top. Let's go for the Raw champion, Bobby the Almighty Lashley, will be taking on, once again, Drew McIntyre. And Larry, we're going to start with you. Is Drew getting, what is this, his fourth, fifth shot? It, should they end it already, or is this a good thing to keep it going? Uh, I think 
they're doing a better job at this story with multiple matches as opposed to other ones I may have been talking about before we started recording. Uh, no, I think this is only like Drew's second or third opportunity at the title since losing it. Uh, if I remember correctly, you know, WrestleMania, oh, the backlash. All right. And now Hell in the Cell. And Hell in the Cell is designed basically to end, or was designed, to end a, a storyline. So I think this is going to be good to go for Drew. Uh, I'm not tired of seeing Drew and Bobby uh, face off. And I think they can finish it properly inside Hell in the Cell. Because Drew had an amazing performance at the last, I can't say last year, but a few months ago at Hell in the Cell. See? And Bobby's never stepped in. So it's always fun to watch that wrestler enter the, the, the Hell in a Cell because from performance, just see how they work it. And it is a bit intimidating. Like I've been like at Access, I've been inside Hell in a Cell and even just walking in as a fan, you're like, this is big. <laughs> uh, Sean Radford. See, got to identify. Bad. John Radford, who is now leaving. And he left. So, that's, that's what he thinks about that. Insulted John left. Okay, I'm back. What were you saying? Okay. So, John, is it, do you think, uh, since they're going at it again, and as Larry said, the storyline is telling itself. Okay, so, he's gone. What, what? No, no, I'm just playing. I'm playing. What? what, what? <laughs> Sorry. It, is, do you think they should take the belt off of Lashley and give it back to Drew? Um... Well, I mean, okay, so it's Hell in the Cell. And let, first off, let me say that this this feud I, I find very entertaining. Um, I, li I like the way that both Drew and Bobby can always have great matches going back and forth. And then when they, uh, you know, start the jaw jacking, Drew is fantastic against MVP. So, you know, it works out for everybody. And um, so I have no problem with the feud continuing, even if it went all the way to SummerSlam. Who knows? But with Hell in the Cell, it makes it a little bit more difficult because, you know, they're locked in the cage. And as Larry was saying, it should be the end of a feud. This used to be the way they ended a feud. Now it's just a yearly pay-per-view. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I really don't. Like, because I think, I think the only way to continue the feud would be to have Drew win. And then Bobby gets his rematch and then blah, 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 blah. And, you know, shenanigans get into and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I think if they want to keep the feud going, they're going to give it to Drew. Um, if they want to squash it and give him something, put Bobby with somebody else, he's going to keep it. But either way, um, I think it's going to be a good match because I like everybody involved. Sean Law, same question. Do you think it's time to take the belt off of Bobby? Um... No, I think he's doing an okay job, in all honesty. I really like MVP as a mouthpiece. I think he looks, I think they're keeping it fresh where they dropped the stable. They brought in the hoe train, even though it's not a hoe train. We're being respectful now. Um, what are they calling it? Bobby Clayton? <laughs> but I mean, he, he's a man of class. He understands. You need to have your thoughts on bitches. Um, but not crack yeah. not crack no that's just me um, but that being said it'll probably be a fucking killer match I mean both at the end of the day we do know both the guys can go are they my favorite no can they both put on a good match yeah like at the end of the day they've also done a really good job of keeping them apart 
So it's going to be exciting when they do come together. They haven't burned out seeing these guys every Monday night or every Friday night or two to three times a week. Yeah, so when they do come together, it's going to be cool. Sorry. When's the last time you actually saw Bobby Lashley wrestle? Uh, I think it was probably a few weeks, like not even a few weeks ago. Definitely once after backlash, I want to say. He beat, uh, he beat, Co- he lost to Kofi Kingston. Oh, that's right. So yes. Week yeah. After, which is going to probably set up the next match. Uh, yeah. I think, I think that's the question that you really want to ask here. I think this feud should end because, as Sean said, Hell in a Cell is the way you end a feud. And this is the, Fourth time they're going to be in the same ring in a year on a pay-per-view. So I think after that, it's enough. Now, I think Lashley should keep the belt. I think there's a lot of good possibilities of storylines. You have Kofi Kingston, and they kind of teased it a little bit this week with MVP basically saying, Kofi, you could do a lot better than where you are now. And they also, for some reason, I've heard rumors that they might be pushing Gunner slash Jackson Riker into a, into a spot because of uh, the breakup with Elias. However, they're going to stadiums. They're going to all of these. Tr- they're going on tour. I think they want to bring a big name, a big face name as champion. And I think Drew can do that. The only way this Drew Lashley feud can continue is if we put a sword on a pole match And the only only one would just swing it at the other. That's the only way we can have a feud that would actually get past hell of a cell. So, well, I think Angela brings up a really good point. uh, If you were to give Drew the belt back and then go on a tour, he would actually get the experience that he deserved before COVID. He He was the COVID champion. Yeah, he had to be in the Thunderdome. He had to be in the the Performance Center. Now he would actually get the pop of the fans. But at the same time, if I may just interject real quick, yes, he. I've always, I think we've all agreed, he deserves to have that crowd. But we were all the world was dealt the cards we were given in 2020, and Drew. I really don't know if anyone else could have done as an amazing job as Drew did to be able to actually go through the screen. And be able to, to, you know, get in touch and connect with the fans, with the universe, who all of us have been living at home. Basically, reach out, touch my hand. I'm trying yeah. to and, um, <laughs> So I think Drew, in his own way, is or his title reign <laughs> is already special in that way. Like, it's always going to be remembered, yes, not in front of a crowd, but during one of the most tri- tri- uh, trying times of all of our lives. So I, you know, not to mention the fact that he actually caught the plague, got over the plague and then continued his title run. Absolutely. That too, you know, so he's, he's indestructible. So fantastic. (laughs) Good job on you. We now know why you are the chosen one. There we go. (laughs) More ways than one. Right. Uh, Let's stay with raw. We'll go for the women's championship where Rhea Ripley will take on Charlotte Flair, Sean Radford, Who's winning this one? Zip. Oh, wait, no. Um, what, the body Donna? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, uh, it is I what, 
Hey, both call of, Charlotte both now the opportunity for nothing. Yeah, both not both for of them are entertaining as champions. I do enjoy the little back and forths I've seen between the two of them on Raw. Um, I think it's going to be a good match. Whoever wins, if Rhea retains, cool. If Charlotte wins, cool. Um, I'm down either way. It's fine. Okay. Uh, Sean, the inspector, Sean Law. Um, I oh, wait. First think... of all, I want to say I'm sorry. I know Oscar's not in the match, and she got pushed. <laughs> so we'll we'll give your condolences now. And now, what do you think of the match that is? I think they're probably going to keep it on Rhea and keep her going strong. I think there's a lot behind her. I think when they go on tour with her, she'll have a lot more going on in terms of getting the live audience reaction and being able to go with other women. Um, I think Charlotte's great, and I think they can continue that feud, but I think they're going to keep it on Rhea. Okay. Angela, so do you think <laughs> that, as Sean said, keeping Rhea out there, is it nice when you're going out into the stadiums? Uh, and it, we're probably going to talk about that a lot because it's going to affect the product oh, yeah. in the squared circle. Is it better to have the established product, which is Charlotte Flair, or the new blood, Rhea Ripley? Ooh, look, Charlotte Flair, something fresh as a title reign. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Not at all. I think this should be Rhea's time. I think if you're going to have this match, you have, Rhea almost has to win because I think in the back of my mind, everybody still remembers WrestleMania 36 and Rhea jobbing cleanly to Charlotte. Uh, Rhea needs this for her reputation. I think winning that triple threat helped. But you pin Charlotte Flair, and it, it's the opportunity. It's the absolute opportunity. Pin Charlotte Flair. You can have them go again in one more match if you want. I do think they're setting up Nikki Cross to be a title contender. And thank God, because this division needs new blood. But I think uh, Charlotte is going to have her chances murder, she wrote. Hey, don't. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, well, but, that, all right. that beats right. any joke I was going to make. So. Listen, listen. You, you just need to rate it in there, Mrs. Potts, okay? <laughs> so just relax. relax. Why do you know so much about murder she wrote? Only one of two things I know about Angela Lansbury. So I kind of ruined it there. Okay, Larry, but how can they give how can they keep the belt on Rhea when Charlotte has a new look? Yeah, very good look. Uh, the Corella DeVille look, and I'm, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, either that or, or Charlotte's going to want out of her contract and head over to AEW with, uh, yeah, we'll with her fiancé. We'll discuss that later. Yep. Um, you know, it, it might be a, a, an opportunity for payback, if you will, uh, for Rhea to get the clean win on Charlotte. I mean, it's not often someone gets a clean win on Charlotte. So if it's going to happen, might as well happen with this epic rematch. As Steven said, really the one-on-one rematch we've been waiting for for over a year because the other times basically have been in triple threats at In Your House last year and at WrestleMania Backlash. So I, I think they can pull no, – uh, I think they can pull off a, um, a clean win for Rhea and that's what I'm kind of hoping for. And then that makes them one and one. And then we'll just do the rubber match down the road. 
But, uh, you know, right now, Rhea with the title, you know, all these Aussies all over the place are just reigning in in the world of professional wrestling. So, oi, oi, oi. Let's stay with the women's matches, go over to the SmackDown Women's Champion, where we have Bianca Belair, who will be taking on Bailey and Ding Dong. Hello. <laughs> so, I'll go to the Inspector Sean Law. Hello. What's going on? Yeah, the and then she had that we not weird but interesting uh Ding Dong Hello set up with Seth Rollins where they that were just feeling out about being heels, which was fun for a bit, and then Cesaro pops up. But I, I, kid, I, I don't want to derail. Um, <laughs> overall. I, it's going to be a good match. That's that's all I can really say. It's like Bianca Belair's good. Bailey's good. It's probably going to be good. Okay. Uh, oh, fair enough. So are they, are they going to put Bailey back in the driver's seat? No. Bianca's going to keep carrying this. I think Bailey's just going to be there to scooch her along <laughs> and keep pushing her further and further along. I don't think Bailey... It may be a hot second before Bailey gets a real title run again, similar to when um, uh, holy Sasha, sh- uh, Sasha, or basically any other woman, it, or Not anybody. Flair. What? <laughs> yeah basically anybody not named like flair or like cena who just constantly gets a belt handed to them every other week By the um, way, does anybody have an injury report on sasha banks or is she i think they're holding off sasha banks for a possible SummerSlam rematch i think they allow some people to take time off if they wanted they're doing the same thing with uh, bray wyatt on Raw, I think the more they're keeping Sasha and Bianca away from each other, the better. I think that's the kind of yeah. because SmackDown is essentially a three deep women's division right now. <laughs> and uh, Carmella might be somewhere in there, but honestly, do we really want to see Carmella get another match? No. Yeah. It's three women right now. And that's no, but we got Eva Marie back. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> we got yeah. real star well, power. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Just to, just to tag on real yeah, go quick, ahead, go what ahead. Pickles was saying, I do. I was reading somewhere that uh, Sasha Banks has a severely bruised ego. Turns out <laughs> oh, she's not ah, as good as she thinks ouch. she is. So she's taking some time off to try and, you know, get it all together. And maybe she'll come back and, you know, be subpar or something. We can only <laughs> hope. You know. Wow. Okay, Larry, uh, do you agree that Bianca Belair, they're feeding, they fed her Sasha Banks? Now they're feeding her Bailey. Is that where you think they're going to keep going? Feed her the top of the chain so you can build her reputation? Yeah. Um, uh, I would say maybe half of that. And the other half is like what Steven said. There's really no one else right now really there for a full challenge. Liv Morgan is starting to show herself again to be a competitor. Um, you know, especially since Ruby, you know, no with choice. Ruby Ryan gone. Yeah. Um, but she, you know, it, it worked out well the first go around when she was on her own. They're bringing back Carmella, you know, as the most beautiful woman in WWE, and they're going to shove that down your throat as yeah, the most yeah. beautiful woman. Those very words. 
Uh, so I think demon at its finest, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Man. <laughs> Vince yeah. just loves those key phrases. She looks Let's like my aunt from this Staten Island. The <laughs> she might be your aunt from Staten Island. We might have to do some DNA. Yeah. And now coming down the ramp, your aunt from Staten Island. <laughs> I'm someone's aunt. I can smell her perfume and it's overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> Good for Corey Graves. So, but basically bottom line um you know i think it's again combination of yes bailey is the next challenge for her and there's really no one else right now of substance i just i i, I don't like the storyline itself like the the over the laughing like the forced Whoa. laughing and stuff i can't i could have done without all that it's twice in a row that's uh, how we do promos now it's like that you gotta laugh that's a be that yeah, that's weird that's, that's her one contribution to there's, this episode. There's only there's only one man who was able to laugh and has a most iconic laugh. Oh, and of course, see it a little bit. Yes, and of course, I was going to break this out later, but I was going to say hey! the only man to truly hold million dollars in their hand, unlike myself, as I am holding a true million dollar belt. Uh, of rhinestones and what and cowboys, but um, or Cameron Grimes gonna come and try to tackle you later on. Just to, we'll talk. To about, we can talk about that later. Uh, so, but it, but it's not worth as much as the cryptocurrency belt that's going to be coming out. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one is kind of tarnishing as we speak. So, <laughs> okay, Sean Radford. So uh, Bianca versus Bailey. Who's winning this? Yeah, Bianca's gonna keep it. Um, she's going to just be like the, the female Brock Lesnar. They're just going to keep feeding her competitors. She's going to wreck everybody, and it's going to be awesome. Year long, she's going to be putting that strap up at WrestleMania. Watch. Does that make Montez Ford Sable, considering he really hasn't had oh. any real good Ouch. Ouch. Yes. Is someone going to poop in his bag? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, by the way, watch uh, the dark side of wrestling. If uh, the latest episode, Dynamite Kid, if you want to hear about pooping in a bag. Oh, so, I'm, I'm sure. I think I've heard the story actually. But yeah. The more you know, <laughs> the more we know as of last night on SmackDown, we now have the men's championship match as the head of the table, Roman Reigns, will put up his belt in a hell in a cell against. Um, I think one of those little air fresheners that you hang from the top. <laughs> it's Rey Mysterio. So, Angie, it's Rey Mysterio. Hold on. What, what do you think? It's just basically a little air freshener, as you say, in the feud wow. between the Usos and uh, Roman Reigns, because Roman brings these storylines up on himself. He's literally I, I i know there's a lot of people that don't like roman reigns but he's carrying these segments on his yes. back if you heard the promo he had with jimmy russo last night that was incredible also the if anyone saw the power bomb he gave to dominic mysterio last night i could watch that again and again <laughs> and again and i don't know all of kevin dash moments <laughs> I, I saw that and and i don't know if he sold it so well or it was just they didn't really show the camera of him hitting but i was sitting there going he they may throw up the x any minute 
You know, it was <laughs> awesome. Depends and, if you want to kayfabe it or not. Yeah. Uh, I will, uh, honestly, with the way Roman has been working, I would love to see him just wander Mysterio for about 15 to 20 minutes in the hell in a cell. <laughs> Give it to me. Put it through my veins. I like Ray, but he's just a stepping stone to Reigns' ultimate, wow. ultimate final goal. I, it's true. He has a tag belt. He has a tag belt with his son, father-son moment. That's great. But this is all about Roman, and this is all about the Usos. And there's two side props on there, and it's the Mysterios. Well, Larry, then if he's if Steve is right, uh, then if Ray's just going to have a one-off match, is it worth it? I mean, is it uh, just let's put him in a cell, and he's going to do a lot of flips, and it'll look great, but then the storyline ends. I mean, they've already done that before. Like, there's been a lot of one-offs inside Hell in the Cell. Like, really, let's make, like, you know, Big Boss Man and Undertaker back at WrestleMania 15. Classic. You know, that was, that was kind of a one-off, kind of, sort of. Uh, you know, then they hung him. Um, which I don't know if that's on Peacock, actually. I got to go back and check. Um, so there have been some one-off Hell in the Cell matches, which doesn't bother me. And I don't mind if, like... I've always enjoyed where you like you take a month and just throw someone weird in as a challenger. I don't have a problem with that on like an off pay-per-view, not one of the big four, but on an off pay-per-view, just throw someone weird into challenge with this story though. I actually would prefer that it not be for the universal title, that it is purely a father looking to get revenge on the guy who almost killed his son. Um, and either Dominic sold it well or Roman had terrible aim. But be that as it may, I think the storyline going in of just Roman choking out Dominic last week, and I'm, I'm not a father, so I don't know what it would feel like if that, you know, if you saw that happen for real. Uh-huh. But the rage that Ray had, yeah, he wants it inside Hell in a Cell. He wants to hurt Roman. And again, if they did this non title, I would actually prefer it to be non title do a non-title at this right they didn't raise challenge roman it wasn't specifically for the belt Correct. i think they might do it for the belt but it wasn't specifically for the belt. you're right i just i just like the idea and we'll get to show law in a moment i just like the idea of just that revenge of a father wanting to get back even though ray's watched his son get beat up since august but to get back to at the guy who almost killed his son Okay, so Sean Law, what do you think of the WWE's version of a Lifetime movie? (laughs) So I have a lot of thoughts on this angle. First off, tagging off what Larry was saying, it's one of the things I like about AEW with the unsanctioned matches, which is this is a grudge match. It's unsanctioned. Belt can't change hands. This is pure violence. Um, But last night, did did Rey Mysterio spontaneously produce a kendo stick? Yeah, <laughs> yes, out of nowhere, did he like pull a kendo stick out of his ass? I don't know. I'm watching. I'm like, where did that come from? And, and I'm like, this ain't live. Did Drew McIntyre do the same shit and then chop a table <laughs> yes, in half? Yes, he did. <laughs> so live to tape. Anyway. I just think that needs to be brought up. But the other thing that kind of kills me with the Roman Reigns story every so often, this goes in line with the uh, Scottish psychopath thing that always grinded my gears. Uh, He's the head of the table. Who's sitting at the table? 
Uh, one of the Usos, uh, Heyman. Oh, Heyman doesn't get to sit. Okay, Heyman doesn't get to sit. <laughs> one of the Usos. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so. But there's a shitload of his family in the WWE. You could actually make it a really freaking cool stable. Yeah. Well, but the thought was so far that eventually they will build a stable and that the actual head of that family wants one more match at a WrestleMania, but filled with people if you smell what's cooking. Uh, that would be the French toast that's being cooked right now, just like you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, just, yeah. So that's that's always one thing where whenever I kind of see Roman Reigns pop up, I'm like, he's working miracles with what he's given. <laughs> he is working miracles. He is definitely picking up that John Cena role of like, bro, they are giving him garbage and he is spinning it into gold. He is putting on really great matches. He is giving killer promos. And if you actually look at the 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 beat to beat, if you just read the script, you're like, wait a second. This doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> well, Sean Radford, as he looked respectively off into the distance. I, just, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I appreciate the points, but when you start talking that slow, I just kind of not nod out. Like, that, was, <laughs> that was great, but like, wow, you know, sip on some coffee before the show, dude. Something. But um, <laughs> this match, I'm gonna say. Well, first off, I don't know if you guys know, but the uh, the Thunderdome runs on video game mechanics, so Kendo sticks can magically appear to nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know. Karate chaps could blast somebody across the ring into the monitors. It's all good. Um, as far as the storyline goes for this match, I don't think I think it's pretty much kind of inconsequential. They didn't really want to put the belt or try and put the belt on anybody, but keep it on Roman. But kind of almost pause up the storyline. I think this match is going to make a lot more sense in five years when everybody's like kind of reminiscing about like, oh man, Hell in the Cell is coming up. Yo, you remember that match between Roman and Ray? Like, yo, that match was crazy. Like, remember when he did this and then he popped off on that or whatever? I'd give that like four stars. No way. That match is like three and a half stars, blah, blah, blah. And you get into like a two-hour conversation about this match specifically. You don't actually talk about the storyline because at that point, storyline's way, 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 way off in left field. And you don't even really remember who was involved or anything like that. But goddammit, if you don't remember the match because he put him through like the side of the cage or something like that. Oh, wait, that was Edge and Undertaker and JR almost died that night. But yeah, <laughs> totally. Like, I think this match is going to be a... It's going to be a good match to watch live, but I think it's going to be a great match to watch three years from now. Nice. Uh, we have an Amazon package here. Someone ordered a sword and a kendo stick. Someone ordered a sword and a kendo stick for the Thunderdome. Please get it immediately. Put the oh my sword God, it page. must be. My God, it must be the Amazon driver. Oh, we need the signature. It's 21 and over. Aww. You can buy a kendo stick on Amazon. I've looked. Oh, hey, you know, you get run ins by like FedEx drivers and DHL, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. The 
Thunderdome can do whatever it wants. Runs on video game mechanics. <laughs> this is what Brown can do for you, bitch. Okay. <laughs> it immediately um, breaks off from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we saw SmackDown last night. And the one thing they have to get rid of, or maybe they don't because it does. The, the one thing you want is feelings. Good, bad, or indifferent. You want a reaction. Watching Roman Reigns take 20 minutes to get to the ring and taking away time that could actually use for a match is killing me every week. That's the point. You're not the Undertaker. No, that's the point, though. But he's a a heel, and he wants you to hate him. And the fact that he takes 25 minutes and you're like, would you get to the ring already? He's doing what he's supposed to be. Well, go ahead. That's why. Well, that's why Murphy got released because we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Now, the only other entertaining thing besides the vignettes, which again, I could see the script being handed out, going, and then we're going to this locker room where you're talking to Paul. Then we're going to this locker room where you'll talk to Jimmy, and you'll take the script from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where his father (laughs) left him, and you get to do a big dramatic role in front of everybody, that's fine. The only other really entertaining thing I saw on SmackDown, other than Roman Reigns, is a goddamn guitar player named Boggs, who is- Boogs! Boogs, I'm sorry, interrupting (laughs) the match. SmackDown really has to work, and we're gonna get to how can they work, when you have released, let's get to that. All right. Tom Strowman, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Lana, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. Larry, going to lead off with you. Why? Just why? I, I, I try Bud Dry. That's the only answer I have to that. I don't know. It's, it's you know, with the past releases and, and the last couple of years, you know, tax day has been terrible for, for uh, some WWE employees. But, um, this one, though, was some heavy hitters. I mean, Braun Strowman, you would think he is right up Vince's alley as far as a big man. Um, you know, Buddy Murphy is, he could have, well, Buddy Murphy falls into the category, along with Ruby Riot, where, like, he just didn't use him. Like, you should have used him. And they were kind of using Ruby. You know, the Riot squad was getting, was getting good. Yep. Alistair Black, of all of them, well, hold on. I don't want to show. I don't want to show any disrespect. Santana Garrett is amazing, and she's another one that was never used properly, not even in NXT. And unfortunately, I think she went to the main roster and just never got used. And then got like, like she's like a Raw release, it's not an NXT release. But Alistair Black, he had just started working with KO, yep, and and, and finally came back. Um, and I, you could throw all the rumors at this point. I think now about Zelina Vega coming back. You know, it, it, it's like this releasing, I don't understand because the, the names were just up there and it's crazy. So this one boggled my mind and, and I just really have no explanation. Like some of the other names, like I said, I can kind of understand they're not using them. Shame on Vince. But these, I could have sworn Vince was going to use them. And Sean uh, Radford? Um. I mean, like, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of feel like certain, certain people, I kind of feel could have filled a role that aren't filling, you know, like 
Braun Strowman and Aleister Black could easily have been what Vince is trying to still do with um, uh, what's his name, uh, the Fiend, um, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, when it all, all I could think of was Husky Harris, and that just wasn't. <laughs> um, so, like, I kind of feel that because these two dudes could have easily outshined this crazy, like, crypto character that he probably created, it seems that, that character of all seems like, hey, let's bring back the attitude era, let's just throw it all into one guy and do what we got to do. Um, so I kind of feel like they were just like, no, he's not doing anything. Alistair Black, I kind of feel, had the same the same situation that um oh what was that one tag team from uh um from nxt Uh, yeah yeah like you know they were they were insanely good and had such a following and so good in nxt and then they got so much steam coming right up behind them on raw and then they just fall flat and it's like no, no, you were good in a garage, but you can't play the arenas. Sorry, guys, you're not you're not on my list. And they're like, gee, thanks, Vince. Why did why'd you bring me up? So then they kick them to the curb and then they kind of go their separate ways and do what they got to do. Too bad the Ascension really didn't move anywhere or kind of flourish in any other avenue or anything like that. Like, you know, but um, as far as like any of these, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Like the WWE released them, but it's not what it was 10 years ago. There are now so many different places that have, you know, like TV deals and streaming services and pay-per-views and stuff like that. Like there's four or five different places that other talent can show up now around the world and still be seen on a weekly basis. So it's not really, yeah, it's a loss if you're a WWE, if you're a WWE elitist, but if you can deal with that with a different name, you can watch these people perform for like, you know, however long they continue to do the what they're doing. Well, then let's take that a different way. Sean Law, of the six people who were released, who could you see going where and becoming a star? Alistair Black, number one. Where? How, uh, he's going to AEW. And he's going to be huge. Here's the thing, though, I think we don't, recognize that Alistair Black's release. I think he was snuck in for that weird like push and then they remembered wait isn't he married to Zelina? <laughs> Didn't she say the word union? She had been center. There were rumors that she had been training in the performance center. Fences were mended and she was coming back. Now they didn't say she was coming back as a wrestler. There was some other thing that they were working on. So that may not have been it. It may have. And then they're like, yo, we're going to sell to NBC. So. (laughs) Um, But that being said, uh, Strowman, I think, is SOL because he shat all over the Indies when he was in WWE. After he was let go, he was deleting tweets left and right about like being a part of the big leagues and you know, actually being employed and all this stuff, you know, during COVID, um, some relatively distasteful stuff. Yeah. So probably no one's going to work with him out of just taste and respect. No, 
No, they, they, you know, all the degenerates impact signs. Come on now. They're like, we, we, we sign, we, we sign fucking life beaters and we sign alcoholics. Shit. Kurt Angle was on drugs his entire run. He, he looked, he looked near, near death. Come on in Braun Strowman. Tweet okay. some more about how much you hate us and oh. how much we just gave you. We'll put the strap on you in a month. Like, yeah. Will he be successful in TNA? <laughs> Nobody cares. has been going on for twenty years. <laughs> That's I'm very getting true. Slammiversary. I'm, I'm ordering Slammiversary. I've been a diehard fan since 2009, but it's on freaking Access. Who has Access? A hundred of us. I had it once, but the cable service sucks, so we can't. <laughs> um. But I, I really think Alistair Black, Mickey James, I think may jump over to AEW as well uh, and really help boost the women's division. We, I can see that happening. That we will talk about later on with uh, Mickey. Yeah, well, uh, Angela, Angela, what do you, you got? Any matches? Where's Ruby Riot going? Where's uh, Lana going? Lana's going to AEW. I think we we go where our husbands go in that situation. I don't. I think sexist. Oh man! <laughs> Wait, uh, is she gonna become the best woman? I'm down. <laughs> I don't know if that the bride's around now that the. Uh, but I want to kind of tag on to what uh, Sean Law just said about Braun. That's exactly what I felt immediately when he got released. I'm like, oh, Braun is part of the Indies. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> but I do think Broad, I think Japan might actually be mm. the better way for Broad to go because they haven't used for what they call. That'd be good. I think it's Gajins or Gajins. Gajin. Gajin. Yeah. So I think that might because they always like to have at least a couple of those type of runs. Kaiju Gajin. And, oh, and, somebody, and somebody could actually make evil look good. Uh, in a match for once. Uh, but are I, you saying, wait, are you saying that now in the Indies there'll be a table for Braun Strowman autographs with him just going, come get these autographs. They're $5. <laughs> Braun's never going to be one person to do that, though. I think Braun's going to, because Braun was, I believe, from what many people are saying, making like $1.3 million a year, which is probably one of the reasons why he was released. A lot of people think that WWE is trying to cut costs wherever they can. Wasn't there, wasn't there, uh, I thought I read somewhere that his indie, yeah, he was asking for like six digits or something. He denied that on on Twitter, I think, afterwards, because we know what dirt sheets say and we know what Mm -hmm. dirt sheets actually mean. They'll take Anything on the wall and you, you mean to tell me something on the internet wasn't true? No, yeah. I refuse oh, to believe no, that. No, 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 no. All hail Dave Meltzer. All <laughs> hail Dave Meltzer. It was, yeah, yeah. I went to a website. There was a link. I clicked on it. There was at least four paragraphs. Mm-hmm. And somebody titled their name at the bottom. It, it, come on. It, that's got to be true. Yeah, no, I believe it all hard. Journalism, but I mean, they just make a mistake sometimes. Up on all the wrestling fan pages, they were quoting it. They were saying it was true, and you're telling me it's wrong? Wow. I don't even know what. Guys, I'm going to go sit in the corner and think about life. (laughs) As uh, Sean thinks about all his life decisions, uh, instead of subtractions, let's talk about additions to Raw, uh, specifically in the broadcasting area. So Adnan's out. Jimmy Smith is in. 
and Sean Radford as a man who likes to talk. Yep. We all do here. Um, Jimmy. Well, to be honest, um, I only, I've only seen him once. Um, but as far, and it, the whole time I was kind of like, why does that voice not sound familiar? And then I saw the picture and, you know, the, the camera shot and I'm like, oh, who's that guy? And then I stopped watching Raw for like two or three weeks and I forgot. So you bringing that up right now kind of reminded me, um, from <laughs> what I heard and what I, and what I saw, like, it was pretty good. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's the play-by-play, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, he, uh, he came from an MMA background, if I'm not mistaken, and he's, you know. He's better than Ronaldo. Like that dude Ooh. was kind of just a bum out. Like I gave him all the credit in the world. And I'm like, this guy can call a match. And I was like, this guy calls matches terribly. Like, damn it. Um, but no, from what I saw, like I I, I dig on it. Uh, SmackDown on the other hand. <laughs> well, we'll get to that too. Uh, Sean Law, what do you th- what do you think of Jimmy? Um, one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've been advised by my counsel not to have an opinion on this matter. Then maybe we'll go around um, what do you think of Pat McAfee then on SmackDown? Does Sigzilla have an opinion? I hope he Why does. Why is he in the ring? Because <laughs> he's the greatest newcomer as voted last year in the ring. Oh, in the ring. That's right. Give all your last stop. <laughs> Give all your uh, chats in the ring. Sigzilla has trash. Okay, <laughs> Angie, I know you're a Pat McAfee fan. Love Pat. First of all, Jimmy Smith looks like what Joe Rogan would look like if he was just a little bit whiter and had <laughs> a much better dress sense. He's fine. <laughs> uh, I think when it comes to Pat McAfee, I think he brings a different level of color commentary and actually makes Michael Cole a tiny bit interesting, mm. which is almost impossible to do. I will say, I, I, I think considering his schedule, considering he does his podcast every single day and then heads off to Florida on Friday nights, I think he does an amazing job. He is a good hype man. He understands the product, which I think is huge. And, and what many people have said, and I don't know if this is going to change because it definitely changed with a lot of color commentators, I think he takes a listen to what Vince tells him in his headset. He then takes off his headset and then immediately does whatever the hell he wants. He is as much of a loose cannon as possible. It means he'll probably be gone within six months yeah. to a year, but guess what? Enjoy the ride while he can, and then, uh, while you can, and then you'll just get uh, Michael Cole and Byron Saxton for the rest of the time, and then you oh. might fall asleep on your pillow. Hey, Larry, hold on for one second, because I'm watching. I Obviously, we're doing this on Zoom. I can see you all. To me, it looks like Sean Radford is about to explode with yeah. something about Pat McAfee. No, no, not at all. I am the exact opposite of what... Uh, He's um, going to implode about Pat yeah, No, 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 no. Not, not, my, uh, not my reaction, my opinion on the situation. So what Circling the Drain Representative Pickles just said, um, I would have to say the only shining, the only shining moment to Pat, whatever his name is, is the fact that it's not that dude Gronk. 
because that guy sucks horribly. <laughs> I not I, I I don't like I don't like him. I'm not a huge fan of like what he, he was a football player, wasn't he? Or he was a punter, yeah. Yep. Punter. I'm, not, I'm not a fan when they take sports athletes and you know bring them into wrestling and then like give them a couple matches and throw them on commentary. It's like because oh I did it. I did a hard hitting thing over here. I'm gonna hop over the fence and join wrestling. It's like you know they did that in WCW way back in the day, and even that was stupid. Like, you know, it just, I'm not, oh, no. I'm sorry. I, I, I count the days of the six months when he just like screws the pooch and they kick him to the curb. I'm, I'm not a fan. No. I hey, will say, well, see what I was going to say, what I was going to say with Pat McAfee, um, I get that feeling kind of like what, what Steven said first about how he's, he may be ignoring what Vince is saying in his headset. The fact that he stands up there in commentary has to drive Vince absolutely bad. He doesn't get his podcast as well, love it. but, um, and, and some of the, the things you hear, like last night, actually, on SmackDown, uh, after the Shinsuke match, uh, Boogs went over to him and started, like, like you saw Boogs having over to him. It's so weird to say Boogs. I don't know. I'm an adult. Um, you know, go over to him. Pat gets up, starts to walk over towards him. They cut away, and you hear Pat go, oh, I thought we were going to do something together. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> Boogs just left to go over to Shinsuke. But um, I I enjoy Pat McAfee's um, energy. I feel, and with all due respect, um, uh, Sean Rafford, to your comments, I feel sure, that, I- and and yes, I feel like that too. When sports people come in to to what wrestling does, but if you have that fan base, and McAfee has, he's a fan first of all, and we've talked about it before. Celebrities who get it always yeah. do better than those who don't. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm not I saying. I'm, I'm sorry, just real okay. quick. Um, I, I I agree 100 with what you're saying. Like, if somebody's a fan of the product and they're pushing to get in there and really make it better, that's great. However, when I hear him talk, I feel like this is a stepping stone for him. I feel like he couldn't okay. get on like NFL Sunday. So he was like, "Wait, WWE's interested? I'll you know do this for six months, and then when they kick me out." You know, I'll be I'll be calling you know football games in two years. Like so, I don't know. Oh, I just feel enough. like he's he's not really like he acts like his head's in the game, but he really doesn't give a crap about the game. Well, right, fair good, enough. The good thing is, if uh, you remember back in the days, I think around 1994, and I've seen it on Botchmania many times. Art Donovan was basically oh, oh my god, and the only thing he said was, <laughs> "How much does that How much guy, does this guy weigh?" Every all right, so I may be dating myself, and I know we're going to go off track, but we got to talk about Donovan in that part. I, I was watching live, King of the Ring 1994, which is, at that time, the only pay-per-view Vince was not physically at because he was too busy dealing with the U.S. government. Oh. So I remember watching that live. They were like, who's Art Donovan? He was a local football player. But he ended up with some gems. He's like, oh. hey, let's take, what do you say? Hey, Macho, let's take our clothes off and get the ring. <laughs> Stuff like that. Art had no clue what was going on. And you can see Gorilla Monsoon just like, all right, this is a payday. Here we go. Let's do it. Art Donovan was phenomenal. I will say I liked Pat McAfee when he used to do the YouTube show Watch Along. When you used to be able to turn it on live, see the wrestlers in a room with Pat and watch it simultaneous with the pay-per-view. He would get and he would run like a podcast and really interrogate people. I remember he had 
which Bella's married to Brian? I'm uh, Bree. Bree came in prior to a Brian match, and he started like poking her about like how nervous do you get because he's back from injury, and like when she left the room, he's like, she's gonna go like lose her shit, isn't she? <laughs> like you know how upset do you th- you know he did do thought provoking stuff, and it was it could be a circus. Okay, I've given you now yeah. plenty of things to go back and watch. Right. And we'll talk about that later. But right now, you had mentioned that Lana would be a good fit to go to AEW. That's one of Miro. So yeah. now that would add to the list, the impressive list of WWE stars who have jumped over to AEW, including the newest, Sean Law. What do you think of Andrade joining AEW? Yo, this is going to be good. That's a lot of oats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. Oh, man. Because uh, I think I sent in- a few exclamation points in that as well. Yes. Because yeah. in case you don't know, uh, Andrade is kind of one of the best in ring performers. Just slick, smooth as silk. And he's going to actually finally be with some people that are going to work more towards his style. Some people that are faster paced. Some people that do some more high-flying stuff. And it's going to really just elevate the whole roster because he's worked those bigger places. He's worked those stadiums. So it's going to bring everybody up to the next level. And I think that him coming in, having that Ric Flair swagger, wearing those suits, not looking like an in because AW still looks real indie. Um, yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, so I think it's. I'm just so excited to see what he does because I love watching his matches. Hey, Larry. I was gonna uh, just to to piggyback on that already signed the main event for Triple Mania 29 uh, at the end of oh. August for the Mega Triple A Mega Championship is the defending champion Kenny Omega against Andrade El Idolo. Uh, so, and Triple and A has a good working relationship with AEW. So I think you already have a, a built-in storyline immediately between Andrade and Kenny. Uh, and Andrade can absolutely carry and become AEW world champion uh, if they let him. I think it's a, a good pull for AEW, but AEW's got to be careful not to become WWE light or WCW 2.0. Well, that's what I have brought up before that it looks like, oh, you're going to be signing all these guys. Now, again, it is a different situation where the WCW days where it was, um, we're going to steal you and we're going to pay you more. Shock and awe. Yeah. Yeah. This is more of, hey, I need a home. You fit here, so we're going to sign you. But Sean Radford, when I yeah. mentioned I hope AEW doesn't become the new WCW, you brought up different thoughts. Yeah, basically, I mean, like I was saying before, you know, everybody who's been who's been future endeavored by the WWE, um, you know, okay, like, you know, let me reiterate. If you're a WWE elitist, damn, they're gone. I'm never going to see them again. If you, if you watch other products like AEW, if you watch other products like Impact, like I said, you know, they hire everybody from murderers to drug dealers. 
Um, you know, <laughs> like it's, just, it's, it's an yeah. open avenue. You know, we also got Japan. We also got Mexico. We have, you know, just different places where we can see these people. And the cool thing about AEW and, you know, like I, I do get the whole idea. I've heard it from many, many people, you know, oh, they're just signing all these WWE guys. It's just becoming, you know, another, another span. It's like, yeah, they're signing people that work for WWE, but they're professional wrestlers. And AEW doesn't take the same approach that WCW did. WCW brought in people like, you know, the NWO. And that's all the show was. It was just the NWO, just breaking necks and cashing checks and grabbing titles and all that. AEW, on the other hand, will hire somebody like Sting. But then they also hire people like, you know, Juice Robinson and like, you know, um, 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 oh, damn it, I'm forgetting his name. Who's the dude that's pairing up with Sting at the moment? Um, oh, Darby, Darby, Allen. Darby Allen. Yeah, Darby Allen. So they're taking like, you know, one of the highest, most popular wrestlers of all time who might I add, can still go because the match that Sting had at the last AEW pay-per-view was match of the night. Double um, nothing was really good, yeah. Um, so to pair him, to pair Sting up with somebody as, you know, just up and coming as Darby Allen and having them really go toe-to-toe and tell a story and everything like that, like, yeah, Sting's using his popularity to make this dude just as popular. So they're not, not only are they signing Sting, Matt Hardy, Christian, people like that, who we've seen since the Attitude Era, just, you know, holding it down. But we're also seeing like the best friends and the Lucha Bros. And obviously it's owned by the Bucks, but we see the Bucks too. We see all these young, all this young blood coming up and just having five-star matches just like the old dudes. So it's like it's a nice combination that basically I feel like anybody they sign, like for instance, they could somehow in a weird situation, they could sign John Cena and have him do the Hogan heel turn and then have him have matches against like, you know. Kip, uh, Kip Sabian or freaking, you know, like just anybody on the lower tier. Like, you know, and it would just be like, you know, you want you want to do that? Like, let's throw him in black and jorts and just have him slap around the best friends for six months. Why not? And then we'll have Darby come through and they can have a hardcore match and you know, blah, blah, blah. And oh hey, let's do let's do evil Cena versus Sting. Why not? Let's bang it back and forth. And you know what? It'll put asses in seats. Because people are like, holy crap, John Cena. And then you get the indie wrestler people who are like, holy shit, Juice Robinson got a match, blah, 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 whatever. Like, you know, just so it it, it works. I think AEW is really, they, they're, they're still kind of ground level. They still only got a few years under their belt. But they have a billionaire who loves professional wrestling and will just throw money at shit. Like, oh, we can get this. We can make this. We can do that. Let's just throw some money at it. And, you know, yeah. like. Sean, be careful. You're starting to describe WCW. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know where you're getting at. I agree. No, 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 no. There's difference. There's difference. Because Ted Turner never gave a crap. Ted Turner enjoyed wrestling. But Ted no, Turner no, 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 just no. wanted to. Ted Turner enjoyed wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Ted Turner wanted to get into the wrestling business. So he could knuckle up with Vince McMahon. He let Vince know, and Vince was like, well, we're kind of your apples, I'm oranges. And we're just doing our thing, but then it kind of brewed up into some other stuff and whatever. But I can see, um, you know, I, I, I almost kind of get a little giggly excited every time I hear the future Endeavor list because I'm like, oh, boy, I can't wait to see what matches pop off next year. Like, yeah, Absolutely. I, yeah. I agree with you. And, and if I can just add one quick thing to what Sean said. Um, I, I'm look WWE for me always top. You know I love everything else, but I'm always I, a lot. A lot, not all of us, but a lot of us 
like the WWE a lot. When I see these guys get released and like my own reaction, I think a lot of people feel the same way. It's not because, oh, I'm never going to see him again. And I'm not disagreeing with you, Radford. Right. I'm just saying my yeah. idea. But no, I'm never going to see him again. It's just WWE, you could have been something by using them. And yeah, that, and then, you know, because of the competition. But mm-hmm. be that as it may, I think with their tiered contracts, I heard AEW has, that's why they can sign a lot of people for, you know, for a short amount of time and stuff. Right. But you're right. Every time the, the release list comes out, yeah. it's like, what's happening next? And mm-hmm. you, you know, and a lot of people do this. There's one company that no one usually takes into consideration that's going to sneak in, I think, the back door very, very soon. And that is old Smashing Pumpkins himself with the National Wrestling Alliance. Yeah. And they, they I think they're the ones. Oh, we, we will get to them. Uh, we will yeah. get to them later. Get to um, it now. No. Pickle. Pickle. I, I can uh, talk going back to AEW. Yes. AEW. Um, now they're on Friday nights, too. Yeah, they, that's another are thing. They growing, are they growing the product a little too fast? Or are you waiting? Are you like, I understand we have all this product and we want to get it out there. And that's amazing. Right. But sometimes you have to grow at a slower rate. Do you think? It's a good well, thing? I mean, wait, technically, wait, wait, wait. I asked pickles. Hold on. Sorry. What? Just technically, AEW has three shows running right now. Yes. They have they have Dynamite and then they have the two YouTube shows. So they run Monday, Tuesday, yeah. and Wednesday. So if they continue and do the two YouTube shows and add Friday, then it might be kind of spreading it a little bit too thin. But their roster is heavy. They have got so many people signed to them that they could literally do two hours on Wednesday nights and two hours on Friday nights on cable with totally different people all together and then still run the YouTube shows as like their up and comer program. I think think they, you know, they, they, (laughs) they have the money, they have the locations, they have the roster. They, as, as long as they keep the stories entertaining and the matches quality, they can do anything they want. Well, Pickles, that was a great point, and I'm glad. You know, I think one of the huge things, though, is the fact that they can also give indie wrestlers. But on top of that, let me just. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one thing that they can give is give more wrestlers a chance, though. Something I don't think WWE does as well. I think you give more wrestlers a chance to get at the card. You, I think they should also build up that women's division. I think that they should have at least a good 30 minutes for a women's division. Because if I was to say, what's my biggest problem with AEW right now? And hopefully Britt Baker solves it at the top because she is a very good stalwart of that division. It's that women's division is the most boring division in any of the really? companies. And I think that's including WWE because... I don't like a lot of their personalities right now. Like, I don't need to see Nyla Rose getting a 16th chance at the women's title. I'm sorry. But I think having all of these shows will help, especially because I don't count the two YouTube shows. I count it as part of the product, but I count it as more for hardcore fans, for people who want to watch. It's not taking over anything on television. You can watch it online. And then you can watch the two shows on Wednesday and Friday. And I think just to kind of finish this off on a a one quick tangent with all of the NBA playoffs that's going on right now, Dynamite is getting pushed to Fridays and that's hurting it a little bit. It's hurting its momentum a little bit. I think it kind of hurt the momentum for double or nothing. And I think going forward, having a little bit more flexibility on the Turner networks will help AEW's product in the long run. Now back to Sean Radford. 
over the improv. No, no, I, I, yeah, I, I forced in everything I had to say on that topic. <laughs> okay, then we'll go to the last topic, which is we've discussed the WWE, we've discussed AEW, which are the top dogs, but maybe there's stuff out there that we're watching that you should be watching. Now, Larry, when I brought this up, you you were definitely, and even during this show, we have to bring up the NWA. So take it away. We, we do. Uh, the NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, what Billy Corgan has done for the NWA has been nothing short of phenomenal. To take mm-hmm. it out of this, what, you know, NWA was amazing, you know, up until like this, the 80s. You know, then WCW kind of took it over, if you will, if you will. Um, and then... NWA started to kind of go to the wayside. TNA brings it back with their with their working of the NWA. And the National Wrestling Alliance never left. They never actually left. They kind of just became indies. Um, and then now with Billy taking, uh, when he bought it a couple of years ago, before the pandemic, you know, Raw, I loved watching Raw and SmackDown, but Power, when it first came on the air on YouTube, was one, was one of the best wrestling shows of the week. And... Billy Corgan is so, he believes in the fact of old school and he believes that will win. And when he says win, he's not trying to topple the WWE. He just wants to become a player. And I think he was on Jericho's podcast recently. And he even said, if they can all come together, they can bring WWE to a knee, which is all they're really looking to do. Just kind of give them a quick shot in the shot in the face. That didn't sound right. Uh, in the eye. Yeah. But, um, but that but really with, no right, right. Yeah, sorry. But with NWA, though, like the, um, when our shadows fall, the main event, Nick Aldis defending the 10 pounds of gold against Trevor Murdoch. Who, who would have ever thought Trevor Murdoch, no offense to him, would be a top tier <laughs> competitor when he was in a tag wait. team with Garrison Cade? The match was awesome. And the storyline they're doing is phenomenal. And what they just announced with Empower their first all-women's pay-per-view. With Mickey James. Who was With Mickey James as the executive producer. She'll probably find herself on the card as well. It's the night before the 73rd anniversary pay-per-view. So NWA is going to have two pay-per-views in a row um, at the end of August. I No one do not sell the NWA short because their matches, and so far the last couple of pay-per-views since back from the pandemic, have, have to me, they've been rivaling, rivalry, whoa, they've been challenging uh, WWE and AEW at times. And they actually just got Triple H's attention yesterday because they had a conference call for uh, the NXT pay-per-view, which we'll talk about in a second. And they say, what do you think about a women's wrestling pay-per-view? He said a kind of disparaging comment, but what is true, it's like, just because you have your own pay-per-view doesn't make it equal. I think that's not the point that they're getting with this women's wrestling pay-per-view. I think it's a way to show off what yes. I think is the best women's wrestling division in all of professional wrestling, NWA. Uh, this is going to really help, I think, its brand. And I think also wrestling in front of Fly Fans in front of St. Louis. That's going to be yeah. really yeah. Oh. I, they had a go. I'm sorry. I, I, I just think that the more exposure NWA gets, especially as we get through the, as we get into the fan portion, of 2021 is going to help it out immensely. I don't know if it's going to be considered a big two company, but it's going to be considered a really good alternative for people who are tired of some of the WWE storylines and they know they have somewhere else to go to. 
that's a side note yeah nick aldis deserves sainthood for what he's been doing for the nwa if you haven't seen him in person doing promos if you haven't seen him working matches this man is incredible and carries that company on his back like no one else this is hogan in the 80s beyond above and beyond you see him and you're like oh this is what a wrestler's really like somebody who comes in and makes you go oh i care i i yeah. want to see what happens i want to pay money he's that's, next level that's kind of why i mean i was going to order it anyway but when when our shadows fall when when trevor murdoch became the number one contender i'm like i literally went i want to see this this is why i'm buying the pay-per-view is because of this match all the other matches were fun jtg came back um you know he took on fred rosser um that's you know, tyrus right there right there what you yeah. just said is an important thing for telling people who mostly watch wwe that if you watch nwa you will see a lot of people going so that's what happened to that guy you basically that too yeah the roster before correct and and the last thing i'll say about the nwa i think they're not and i think a lot ring of honor kind of does this as well they're not looking to compete with them and you know, uh, Stephen said it right. They're not looking to compete to go head to head with WWE. They're there to be successful for themselves and be another alternative. At the same time, working with Impact, working with AEW. Um, you know, because during the pandemic, Serena Deeb defended the NWA Women's Title on AEW multiple times, um, and uh, you know, Nick Aldis and Cody back in the day. So, yeah, definitely, it's not going to be the last time I ever mention NWA. But I'm telling you, everyone, definitely go out and check it out. Okay. And Steve, oh, oh I'm sorry. Sean, go ahead. GC Dub. GC Dub. Okay. That's the other thing. Yes. That. I was going to save that for later, but we'll do it now. Uh, Matt Cardona, Zach Ryder, if you will, uh, had a, a, a little, a little, uh, he incorporated himself into a match. Let's just say, let's take it away, John. <laughs> oh, so good. So, uh, in case you haven't watched the Dark Side of the Ring with um, Nick Gage, Nick Gage is a controversial figure, needless to say. However, he was in GCW. He's doing his whole thing. He has, for some reason, mastered figures random. All of a sudden, one of them starts doing the Moxley moves and the the shoulder rolls. Goes and attacks. Uh, Nick Gage and everyone's like holy shit John Moxley's here rips his head off it's Matt Cardona he worked the whole crowd yep. the whole crowd's booing it's great meanwhile it should also be mentioned on Twitter that when Zack Ryder was released Nick Gage gave a relatively dismissive doesn't that dude collect dolls for a living I'm sure he'll land on his feet sort of comment Wow. <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it was rough and Sean uh, well if I can take you back on that their lead up on Twitter, even yeah. I fell for it because Nick Gage is calling out Matt Cardona and Matt Cardona's like, dude, I don't do death matches, you know, like just lip. And I don't see Matt Cardona in one of these matches. So I fell for it hook, line and sinker. I watched Warriors Wrestling the night before Cardona uh, jumped him in GCW. He's on the screen. There's a couple of fans come out screaming, you know, MDK, MDK. And Matt's just doing an indie show in Chicago. Nothing major. It's like, okay, that's interesting. And then you cut to the video of him doing the Moxley walk, the zombie walk. And all of a sudden, when Matt Cardona is pushing the fact that he doesn't do deathmatch wrestling, 
here's Matt Cardona hitting uh, uh, Nick Gage with the um, uh, paradigm shift. And now Matt Cardona is going to fight for the GCW championship at GCW homecoming. It's insane. It is insane. Just yesterday on Matt Cardona's podcast, there was a run in by Nick Gage and his whole crew a MDK run-in had to be pulled apart by security. So they're doing a full-blown social media, really trying to work the fans. Well, you should do it nowadays, too. I think that's the way feud should continue going. That's how the McAfee-Cole feud kind of got going last year. And mm-hmm. it was a very interesting match on the card because of it. Uh, Sean Radford, anything? No, <laughs> uh, no. No, you, <laughs> no, no light tubes to the head? You start a conversation that has to do with um, Zack Ryder and Pat McAfee <laughs> and, and Nick Gage. Um, yeah, no, no, I'm good. You, oh. guys, you guys can talk amongst yourselves. It's, the next topic, I'll join in, I guess. Okay. In that okay. case, we're going to move on to uh, Rabinowitz, who is going to talk about NXT. I mean, it's, first of all, I'm going to do a small, small mention before we do it. Kenny Omega is defending his Impact title for the very first time tonight versus Moose, who I hate. So I'm going to go against, uh, I'm going to ignore that immediately. Omega will easily win. Wait, hold on, yeah, any question? Uh, yeah, no, no, I was just gonna make a note. That's an Impact Plus show, but the title match is gonna happen at Daly's Place. Oh yes, yes, that's right. It will actually happen in Daly's Place too. I just, just real real quick, referring to Moose, I have, I have a quick Moose story. So I went to, I went to a show, uh, I think it was a Dragon Gate show. I went to a Dragon Gate show in uh, at the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York. Oh, and uh, they that place is great because they sell beers for $2. So you go in there and, uh, yeah, 20 bucks. Woo, doggy. Anywho, uh, me and a couple of friends roll into the show, and uh, the, the opening match starts. We don't know who they are, so we hit the bar. And there's nobody else in the bar, so we walk up. And, uh, you know, you can hear the ring announcements and stuff. And all of a sudden, the bartender kind of looks over the four of us and goes, hey, man, aren't you involved in this one? And we hear this voice go, <laughs> no, nah, I'm like three matches ahead. We're good. And I turn around, and there is the largest man I've ever seen in my entire life sitting at one of the bar tables with his giant feet up on the chair. And I just looked, and I'm like, holy shit, Moose. And he goes, hey, it's good, man. You ordered a beer? I'm like, yep. He's like, yep, me too. Cheers. I was like, hey, right on. Okay, cool. Two dollar beers for me. See you later. Have a good match. Done. <laughs> and that was it. But like, yeah, he was he was one of the coolest guys ever. Massive. Like my you think he looks big on TV? Holy smokes, is that guy huge? I Why saw him in person loose. too. Yeah. Yeah, I know he is huge. I saw him at a ring of honor and he threw a human being. We were sitting front row, me and my dad, and Moose threw his opponent, I forgot who it was, right into us. I told my dad before the show, Dad, watch your yeah. knees. We're front uh-huh. row. It was a uh, final battle from okay. uh, New York's uh, Terminal 5. Yeah. Uh, and um, we're right in the front row. Like, watch your knees. Why? What, the second match in, this human being yeah. gets thrown into us, and we just, boom! <laughs> the barricade hits us right in the knees. Like, told you. <laughs> and it's of course, a moose. So, NXT's pay-per-view is tomorrow night. It is a five-match card. It's kind of weird. It's kind of in this, like, influx, because a lot of people said, Oh my God, look at all of these Ring of Honor people now in NXT. And now three of these matches actually have impact people. And <laughs> so I'm going to go quickly from my favorite to my least favorite on the card. Zaylee Mercedes Martinez. This could be Martinez's last match in NXT because there's a rumor he's gonna, she's going to be Eva Marie's muscle. I know there's also rumors that it could be Piper Niven. 
from uh, NXT UK. But I'm excited for Zia Lee finally getting onto a pay-per-view. She's been in the company for about two, two and a half years. Uh, it's not, wouldn't be my choice for the next first, for the second women's match, but I think you'll, you'll see something really good. The other women's match for the women's title between Ember Moon and I love Raquel Gonzalez. I think she is the next coming of China on mm. main roster. Oh, I think, and I think she can do a very good job. I think she still needs to work on her promos. I think she still needs to work on what character she is going to be. And then eventually how she breaks up with Dakota Kai. They're slow burning that a lot, but that's going to be a really good match. You have to do it. And she'll be doing porn in 15 years? Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, so it's not the complete trajectory. Of- oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, for God's sakes, get it right. It's OnlyFans now. That's got it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Oh, just, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, the casting of Surreal Life 25, that'll be, uh, that'll be <laughs> popping off at that point. Yeah, totally. No, awesome. All right. So, if, anyway. If that show is still alive, I'm going to be very... <laughs> Uh, once, so yeah. Bronson Reed and MSK also known as the former uh, Rascals from Impact who were a very, very good tag team. Got themselves very over, especially pre-pandemic. They have one of the sweetest finishers ever. Yes, Dude, they are. And sorry about that, Sean. Heads up on Bronson Reed, though. Reed is going to be a star. I'm glad they put the North American title on him. Going up against Legato Def Fantasma, one of the best stables I've seen in a while. They might win the gold. I know, Larry, you mentioned the Grimes versus Knight match for the million dollar belt, another ladder match on a pay per view. Uh, going to be exciting. And uh, Ted DiBiase's role in this feud has been incredible and has really. Oh, it's been awesome. Up both of them. Um, and then, you know, of course, for a ladder match, I don't know how they're going to hang this belt. Like, it's got like this hook and black tackle. They might put it in a briefcase from what it is. Figure it out. And finally, Karrion Cross uh, defended. And I love Karrion Cross. A lot of people have been giving him crap for not being an exciting champion as someone who can't talk as much and doesn't deliver the bangers that other NXT champions have, like Finn Balor. And Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, who are all in this match, it's a fatal five-way. Kind of put together between Cross, Cole, Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly, who NXT seems to be pushing to the moon lately, and the person who I really want to win this match, and Pete Dunne, who has oh, yes. so much on the this. He's still got so many years left in him, but eventually, I hope to God, his talent is realized, and I hope it's in WWE or even in NXT as a good reigning champion. That's it. Going to be a good card tomorrow. And Matt, I got to be honest, I think, I, I just, I'm sorry, but Killian Cross is the most terrifying man in professional wrestling. I don't understand why anybody <laughs> can say he's not entertaining. He can't talk. Like, he makes me nervous when he comes on screen. He's like the Briscoes. Like, you just, you know, like, if I met him in person, like 85% of me would be afraid to get punched in the face. Yes. Like, just yeah, he's terrifying. But anyway. Well, that's what you should be watching, along with what you probably are watching. We are the Ring Crew. I want to thank you for being with us this this episode. We'll be back next month. But as usual, before we leave, we got to do our little plug thing. I'm going to start out with the man in the red shirt, the man with so many names, Stephen Angie, uh, Angela Pickles Rabinowitz. Go. 
So you're all invited to the pool whenever it's uh, more open. <laughs> it's pool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. Oh, oh man, coming soon, poolside rain crew show. Ladies. I call the first RKO on fellas. On the sports lines every week or so, uh, uh, youtube.com slash on the sports lines, facebook.com slash on the sports lines. And of course, circling the drain every Wednesday night at seven o'clock. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I won't. You'll still have a very good time regardless. It's the best show about nothing that you will ever, ever, ever listen to. Sean Law. Um, I'm going to be hiding and watching a lot of Formula One. You can send me carrier pigeon letters about Formula One. Wow. And well, is should we send you food and water? Are, are you okay? No, just pigeons. No, just pigeons. Well, the pigeons are food and water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have an honest question, though. I just finished my online class on smoke signals. Can I communicate with you that way? <laughs> yeah, it works. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> uh, Sean Radford? Circling the Drain podcast. Uh, this is the show that we're part of, uh, all three of us. Uh, one, two, three in this Brady Bunch square. Um, and, uh, yeah, coming soon, because I just finished my online class, Circling the Drain in smoke signals. So be on the oh. lookout. Look in the sky for that. And, you know, it's it's cool. It's sort of like Morris Code. You may have to figure it out, but you'll still have a good time doing it. Um, yeah, we have a uh, we have a we have a Facebook page, The Drain, the Circling the Drain Facebook group page. We have a YouTube page, Circling the Drain podcast, yada, yada, yada. Uh, we're a downloadable podcast. We could be downloaded everywhere, and there are plenty of places, and all those places would be. Uh, iTunes, Anchor, Google Podcast, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Himalaya, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and for the truly lazy, and since there's one near me, her name's Alexa. You could say that or Siri, play Circling the Drain podcast, and it will do it. Yes, mine didn't do it, because I said words before that. Yay. <laughs> uh, now the king of the plugs, Mr. Larry Mormon. Oh, I love him. Um, the Retro Gamers podcast every Tuesday, pretty much uh, three quarters of the places that Ira just read off. You can probably find us as well, uh, along with YouTube and Instagram television. Uh, every other Wednesday, the Better Half podcast, um, same places as well. And with the Retro Gamers, we're going to have some E3 um, topics that we're going to be talking about soon. E3's hitting. With some new uh, video games coming out. One of my favorites is going to be the stand-up arcade Simpsons cabinet that's being Ooh. released by Arcade One Up. So that should be really fun. And um, definitely like, subscribe, follow, do all that fun stuff. Get those algorithms going for the Retro Gamers podcast and the better half. So for the podcast that you are now watching or listening to, the Ring Fruit podcast, again, we can go to Facebook and there is Facebook page. You can join there. You can get into conversations. You can get into arguments. You can ask us questions. You can blow smoke signals if you want to make sure Sean Law will answer some of them. Yep. Totally. 12-hour episodes. Right. And instead of plugging Circling the Drain podcast for the third time, I'm just going to say last night I watched the Mets game. And for the first time, they had a half capacity. And it made that normal? such... A dip no, it made such a difference. Yeah, everyone was so involved, everybody's so happy. So, now if you find a local wrestling event, go 
support the local wrestling. Amen. It's going to be great. Everyone's going to be happy to be back and supporting these uh, companies. So get in there. Apparently, Sean Law thinks it's hysterical that you should. Go I was going to go to the Canada GP, but it got shut down because of COVID. <laughs> okay, Boo. if you can go to support leave <laughs> Canada alone apparently for another few months. If you're in the New Jersey area, all you have to do is look around. They're holding outdoor events left and right, especially yeah. since it's getting warm out. And you also the best go part. My, go ahead. Larry. I'm sorry, I was gonna say, Ira, yes, support your local indies. And remember, at local indie shows, you never know who you're gonna see debut, and you never know who you're gonna see coming through for the last time. So definitely support indie wrestling. And you never know who's going to be in line at the bar with you. Right, John? <laughs> beat, up, beat up on the stair. Mm-hmm. So thank you for joining us. We'll see you next month from the ring crew.